Morning, everyone. It is Friday, February the 25th. Bit of a somber mood this morning with the activity in Ukraine overnight. Makes things like buying and selling stocks seem a little bit trivial when you see some of the things going on. So our thoughts are with everyone over in the Ukraine and anyone connected to the affected areas. But we're not here to talk politics, so we'll get right into the market overnight. We saw some extraordinary volatility in the US markets. Uh, there were substantial falls early on on the invasion news and then an astonishing bounce after a speech by President Biden outlined a series of fresh sanctions and measures against Putin and co. And importantly, he reiterated once again that the US would not be drawn into physical conflict with Russia over Ukraine. The S&P 500 dropped as much as 2.6% in early trade and closed up 1.5%, so over a 4% bottom to top reversal there. The Nasdaq was down around 3.3% at its lows, closed up a similar amount to the S&P 500, while the Dow was down 2.5% and also finished with its head above water, but not quite to the magnitude of the other two. It was the market exhibiting a classic sell the rumor by the fact which we have seen, uh, as we talked earlier in the week, in, and data points have shown from previous points of conflict. Uh, technology stocks had the big bounces after Biden's address, and there were some thoughts that the conflict may cause the Fed to slow the pace of rate rises, take a little bit more conservative approach. Interestingly, after the initial spike on the news of the invasion, oil rose to over $100 for the first time in, Tom? 2014. First time since 2014, over $100, but ended the day only about 1% higher. Brent crude rose 2.3% but it didn't quite get the response that we thought it might on an invasion uh, headline. Gold too saw falls, which was a little bit of a surprise after a spike and money flowed into the US treasuries with the yields still below 2%. Base metals were high across the board. The VIX spiked up to 37% at one stage, but settled just down below 30, still about double what a, uh, a calm market would be yeah, the showing. the market session is about top out about 15. Yeah, uh, European markets all tumbled on the news. The FTSE was down 3.9%. Germany was down 4%. The Russian market closed down 33% after rallying from its low of 45% down. And that was the fifth biggest share market fall ever recorded. So I thought that was a pretty interesting little fact. There you go. So that's the wrap overnight. Henry, I'm going to throw straight to you because you are so often the bearer of wise words in volatile times. And I know you've done a lot on that this morning. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yes. uh, I don't know about the bearer of wise words in volatile times. My best words were I've just found the ticket to the $63 million lottery last night. It just does seem to appear to be me after all. So that's me done for the day. Apart from that, I guess it's interesting that that rally, what we are seeing is extraordinary volatility uh, in the market at the moment. And certainly this is not being driven uh, by human beings. We saw this big fall in the US and then the big rise. Even this morning in our market, we've got Square up 40% after their results last night. 360, which was absolutely smacked yesterday, is up 17%. So some of these moves are massively crazy and we are seeing this volatility. As far as what's happening in uh, the Ukraine goes, it is sad and tragic, of course. And, and as you rightly point out, Ben, our, our thoughts are with those involved. At the moment, the Dow futures are down around 105 points and no one's being particularly brave in the Australian market. Bear in mind that we've got two days of events to unfold before we get back into action again on Monday. So no one's being very brave. What I would say is that it's, it's good to be in a position where you are somewhat cashed up and we are certainly somewhat cashed up in our portfolios and have been warning people for some time that 2022 is likely to be a far more tricky year. It's not one-way traffic. And of course, not only have we got the Federal Reserve, which meets in March with their Ides of March meeting, we've also got Jerome Powell next week as well, giving testimony for the Humphrey testimony, I think it's called. Uh, so that again is going to be a focal point financial markets, even without Ukraine. And of course, you throw Ukraine into the mix 
context, then things do get interesting. The, the, the market rallied primarily because the extreme sanctions that they were worried about in terms of oil sanctions on Russia, pushing that oil price through the roof and therefore feeding into the inflation cycle didn't happen, nor did they exclude them from the SWIFT settlement system. So that again was a slight positive for the market. They may be saving those two up for a later date, but certainly the market took that as a positive. And more importantly, I guess the overriding thing is the US committed that they would not be sending troops to the Ukraine, that they would be defending NATO and the EU side of things. But uh, as Ukraine is not part of NATO, uh, that is uh, left to its own devices. So the market has rallied here today. It is uh, tepid, it is timid. Uh, but as I wrote today in the, in the newsletter, I put it up first thing this morning as quickly as I could uh, get the words onto the website. It, it is about trying to be calm and rational through this. I traded back in 91 when I was working for Bain & Co through the first Iraq war and, and trying to trade on the back of missiles flying into Israel or other retaliations, etc. Is, is fraught with danger. You end up just getting chopped around. I think it's important to stay calm, stay under leveraged, have some cash so that you don't have to sell things at uh, ridiculous levels and regret it afterwards. I mean, people that sold 360 yesterday at the close and the stock's up 18% today will be regretting that. People that sold Square, which is now up 40% on the day, will be regretting that. So uh, make sure that you have a plan, make sure you have cash, make sure that you are not leveraged to the hilt with uh, with no cash, if you're trading CFDs, etc., to uh, to put into your account to uh, otherwise you're going to get stopped out. But certainly, you know, war, I think uh, Nathan Rothschild said back at the, uh, the Battle of Waterloo that you sell on the sound of drums and you buy on the sound of cannons. And it may be that yesterday we saw a thartic shakeout and a big sell down in the market that will just clean out a lot of uh, a lot of the money, a lot of the fast money. But we have had a, a risk reassessment, a risk adjustment in terms of valuations. Uh, it is not a GFC style event at the moment. This is not a financial that will infect an economic. This is a geopolitical event, and we need to uh, to be careful and look through uh, what is unveiling in Ukraine. Probably a bit long winded. No, I think it's it's uh, very very. Henry, thank you for that. Uh, you mentioned we have not been too brave locally on in our market. We're about half a percent higher in early trade. Tom, what's happening today? Thanks, Ben. Um, we are three quarters of the way through results season. If you're looking at ASX 200, about 150 companies have reported that's of yesterday. Around less than half have ended higher on the day of release with an average loss of around 0.3%. So nothing amazing or extraordinary to take out of those numbers. Block, Henry mentioned, up 40% early. They actually posted their first quarterly loss in around 18 months. Important to remember that afterpay integration is not included in those numbers. They did say revenue was almost double, but operating costs were up 60%. There's got to be a lot more in those numbers, obviously, with the share price up that much. So we'll look into those a bit more. Australian Finance Group doing well, up around 4.5%. Their underlying profit was ahead of consensus. They had a good outlook. BW WX in the cosmetics and hand soap business, you might have some of those lying around at home. They are down about 24%. They swung to a loss despite a revenue jump. Bravura down 13%. And Magellan has experienced some more outflows, about 3.2 billion, taking the outflows for the year to something like 9 billion. So not ideal for them. Nothing of note on the economic front today. We've got Newcrest Mining, Blue Scope Steel, and Lendlease trading.
getting ex-dividend. And next week, there is the RBA meeting to look forward to. So a quick wrap up today, Ben. Great. Thank you, Tom. I'll take over broke stuff because Leighton is away again today. So a very quick look. We have Credit Suisse downgrading a few companies, Blackmore's to neutral with a price target cut down 10%. They've downgraded Luca Resources to underperform and cut the target price 5%. They've upgraded Stockland to outperform, though slightly lowered the price target by a couple of percent. And then Morgan's has also downgraded PPG Telecom to a hold and cut the target price 15%. There's also a couple of big target price moves without any changes to recommendation. UBS has upped its target price on Ainsworth Game Technology, which is essentially an offshoot from the old Aristocrat Leisure, same people that started that. They've upped their target price almost 40%. Macquarie has cut its Appen target price 40% and Credit Suisse has added 27% to its Simic target price. So it is very much worth noting that as they so often are, those moves are reactive rather than proactive and just take the price targets to within striking distance of the share price after a recent move from results or Simic we saw that takeover of yesterday. So a few little bits of interest on the broker front there. Right, question of the day today. Henry alluded to it before. There was the 120 uh, Powerball draw last night. There's reports this morning that the ticket has been unclaimed and it was not to a registered account. So it is likely someone is out there with $120 million sitting in their wallet in a little Powerball voucher. So our question is, if you find the mystery winning Powerball ticket in your wallet, how are you going to spend your winnings? Tom? I'd like to buy a Porsche because Henry and Chris constantly (laughs) rave about them. So I think I'd like to get me one of those. And then the one one just up from Henry's one. Maybe just the the best in the fleet. Yeah, maybe. And then I think I'd like to buy a house on the Avalon clifftop and that would probably see me left with some change. So with your $120 million, you're going to become Henry. Yeah, I wouldn't mind becoming Henry. (laughs) I think very good. Henry, how would you spend your $120 million? Well, apart from all the cliches, I guess, I'd I'd give the kids some money so they could actually afford to buy a house in wherever they liked. That would would probably count for most of it in Sydney at the moment. So uh, with the change left over, I might go on a bit of a holiday. But um, yeah, it's always a nice little dream, isn't it? And I must admit, I haven't... um, I did win last week. I won $24, which paid for this week. So I'm still playing for nothing. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's not uh, it's not been the big one, unfortunately. But certainly, all the cliches about giving money away. And there was actually there was an interesting conversation on the ABC radio here about what you, how much you would give to friends uh, on the same sort of thing. And, and some people were remarkably stingy. You know, thousand dollars being the uh, sort of chip size to give to friends. Now I've got to say, I've got some some pretty good friends. And if I won uh, even the sixty three million that's not uh, been claimed, I think I'd be a little more generous than the thousand dollars. And I'd at least take them with me for the trip of a lifetime. But it's um, it's a nice thing to dream of, Ben. I'd still probably be back here on Monday, I have to say, writing for the, to the Marcus Today newsletter, that's for sure. I like it. It is, it is very much nice to dream and the hope, even though it's a one in however many millions of chances, it's uh, it's a nice dream. I'd make my friends compete for some money. Okay. So make you, a little tournament. You'd go Squid Games. Or am I entertainment? Uh, yeah. Hunger Games. Chi Chi, how would you spend your money? I think I would also spoil friends and family, buy a house, have some kids but put some money away because Marcus always says that kids are very much financially drained. So I would make sure I was prepared for that. You could afford a few kids. Yeah, I would have a few kids then. Yeah. <laughs> I would also probably have a nice swanky car like a Porsche as well. Property was mentioned. Yeah, all the typical things. Travel the world. Like it. Karishma? I think first I would invest 
first in a Marcus Today subscription, being yes. in marketing at Marcus Today, I have to say that. So you'd um, have a little bit of change and then what would you spend that on? Yes, I would invest. Um, I would actually buy myself a drink after that, celebrate, <laughs> and then invest the rest. Very good. Like it. Riley? Uh, very much the same as everyone else. I think everyone's covered all the bases. I'd definitely give money to family and friends and um, yeah, buy a house and I'd probably invest a lot of it to hopefully save myself later down the track. I like it. And I would do all those same things, family, friends, but then I would go out and I would buy myself a city property, a Sorrento property, a New York property, a London property, and then take the rest and figure out how to make three or 4% a year on it to give myself an income of two or $3 million a year. Would you still beg? Uh, oh yeah, of course. Maybe some reduced. I think, the, I, think, I think the thing that no one's mentioned, which certainly something that I would do was give a sizable chunk of it to charity. And I pick a, uh, a charity, which is close to my heart, probably a, some, something cancer related or heart foundation related, but um, certainly I would give a good bulk to charity. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty hard to mm. have that kind of money come into your disposal and not share it around to those in need. So that is a very good point there, Henry. Well, thanks everyone. That wraps us up today, I think. Have a good day.